Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In this video, I'll show you how to use the refractive properties of a surface to distort an image. This is different to previous examples where you have a semi-transparent object and light is refracting through it. Instead, you'll use refraction to create localized distortion and not see any 3D objects. Now Flame already has other tools that can perform distortions and warping, and this technique is another option for you to choose from. If you'd like to follow along, please click the link in the description below. Alternatively, if you're watching the video podcast, please type the displayed link in your web browser. Import the media into Batch and connect it into the background of a new action node. Just to set a context, if you look at the source clip, you'll give this face a Japanese manga feel. This typically involves enlarging the eyes and shrinking the mouth. So you'll be using a combination of an extended bicubic surface, refraction, and G-masks to localize the effect. So to start, return to Batch and select the Action node. Add a new media input with Control N. Connect the source clip into the front input. Now call up the action controls and switch to a 2-up view with ALT 2. Start off with the manager on the left and the result view on the right. So you have the background and the same image is applied to the surface object. The next steps are to create the extended bicubic surface and shape it to the face. So ensure you select the surface object and in the surface menu, change the type from flat to extended by cubic. Now if you try reshape the surface of the face, the image distorts because the texture is locked to the shape of the surface object. Secondly, the tangents do not adjust with the control points. These are the default behaviours and can be useful in so many situations. But for our technique, you don't want the texture to move for alignment purposes. So switch the tools menu to Move UV Vertex. The image will now stay locked regardless of the shape. Next, switch to the Vertices menu and enable Auto Adjust, and the tangents will reshape when you move the control points. Now reshape the surface to the outer region of the subject's face. Once you have the initial shape in place, you can go back to the Vertices menu and subdivide the surface twice. With the tool still set to Move UV Vertex, move the control points to align it with the face. I recommend aligning to the eyes first and then follow the natural flow of the tangents to line things up pretty quickly. So by using the shape, you can define exactly where any refraction distortion will be applied. You can switch the tools back to SELECT with the M keyboard shortcut. Now the next step is to add refraction to the surface. Select it in the Manager and add a Material node through the Context menu. The Material entry appears under the surface and you can expand it to reveal the selected Material node. In the Blending menu, set the surface to 100% transparent. 
Things don't look any different, but the extended by cubic surface is now totally see-through. You can see this if I rotate the surface with or without any transparency. Just undo any rotations if you tried that out. Now refraction will be used creatively in this example, so don't worry about what IOR values you choose, as long as it looks good. So I recommend setting an IOR value of 3.0. Now there is a slight shift in the image, but since this is a flat surface, you need to increase the minimum thickness to around 100 to have a decent effect. So the refraction is happening equally across the whole surface. To exaggerate some points on the surface and not others, you need to move the extended by cubic points in Z space. Select the surface, and using Control Shift, select the two control points in the eyes. Returning to the vertices menu, increase the Z position to around 30. This reshapes the surface so it's no longer flat, and this creates the refraction in the chosen areas. Now select the control point on the mouth, and move that back in Z space to around minus 30. Moving the control points away from the camera causes the shrinking effect. Now if you turn off the icons with the drop down menu, you can toggle between F2 for the background and F4 for the result. You can see where the distortions are being caused by the refraction. However, the refraction affects the entire surface and not just the chosen control points. This also causes a hard edge on the border of the surface. So the next step is to mask out the areas of the distortion you want to keep, and blend the distortions back in with the background. Turn the icons on with the I keyboard shortcut. Select the surface in the manager, and add a free G mask using the context menu. Now draw a shape that includes the eyes, nose and mouth. Once the shape is closed, I just want to point out that the inside of the mask has no distortion or refraction, but the outside region of the surface does. So in the mask controls, click Invert. If you temporarily toggle the icons off, you can see the hard edge around the mask. To fix this, call up the context menu over the mask spline, and add a gradient point. Now as you move the gradient edge, this is not feathering a mask like you would expect in a composite. In fact, the gradient is feathering the intensity of the refractive distortions. This help blends the effect very efficiently. As a tip, it's worth knowing that the intensity of the refraction is linked to the mask transparency. So adjusting the transparency slider will help increase or decrease the refractive distortion. Once again, you can toggle between the background and the action result. Now the final part of this example, is to track everything that you've done on this frame to the rest of the clip. So switch to the action schematic with the tilde keyboard shortcut, and select the topmost axis of the surface. 
Next, press F8 for the object view of the selected axis. Now you'll use the existing GMOSC for a planar track. Switch to the axis tracking menu and change the option to planar. If you click snap at this point, your tracking reference will be the inverted GMOSC. This is because of the adjustments you did earlier. So you'll temporarily fix this and invert it for the final result. Select the GMOSC in the manager and turn invert off. Go back to the surface menu and click snap again. This time the tracking reference is correct. Click Analyze to track the axis to the face. Please note that it is the axis you are tracking and that is why the spline doesn't move in this view. Now go back to the GMOSC tools and invert the mask once again. Press F4 to return to the Action Result view. When you scrub the time bar, the surface with its localized distortions, control points and mask are tracked to the image. As I said in the beginning, there are many ways to warp and distort things in Flame, and hopefully distorting with refraction gives you another tool in your creative tool chest. Please look out for the next video on Refraction in Action. Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to Flame 2020. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos and thanks for watching.